Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Yotis P, welcome to the Sportive, episode 200 and something. John's here. Hi, John. Hi, Brandon. How you doing? I'm good. Stu, are you also here? Hey, guys. Uh, how's it going? Pretty good. Clarence is not here once again. I do not know the last time he was on. It may have been last episode. It may have been six months ago. We don't record much anymore, and I'm um, sorry about that, but uh, life life keeps getting in the way. <laughs> you we were made in Germany. Just... You were literally in Germany. No, I was not. My wife was in Germany. Wait, you what? You... Wait, what? You just let your wife go to Germany? <laughs> don't you I... know about Germany? <laughs> yeah. No, it's she, very obvious what they do in Germany. She was due back quite some time ago. <laughs> I think her. I phone's should probably just, uh... check social media to find out where my wife is at. Because <laughs> uh, well, your wife yeah. is having quite the year. Went to Australia and Germany. Sure, yeah, that's exactly what happened. But this is she gets home tomorrow, and then we're, she's done for a while. She's grounded for. A year yeah. or so. She's not allowed to leave the house till 2019. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good run for her. But, uh, yeah, that'll do. Well, so at, least you got to, at least you get to go to Ridgefield every day. I mean, you got that much going for you. I mean, that's... Yeah. Uh, yep. I get to see Highway 100, Highway 494. Uh, it's it's say, incredible. They say Ridgefield is the Vadness Heights of the South Metro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think anyone disputes that. No, it's, I don't doubt it for a second. They still got a uh, Fuddruckers over there? Do they have a Fuddruckers over by uh, BBHQ? I can confirm that they used to, and I can mostly confirm that it's still there, but I can't say for sure. I haven't been to a to a Fuddruckers in in long, long time. So maybe the entire <laughs> establishment, the whole franchise is down. I don't know. Right. There's I can't no way of knowing whether Fuddruckers still exists as a going concern. No clue. Uh, and the I, real problem is I, this is a podcast, as everybody knows, devoted to whether or not restaurant chains still exist. So right. people are listening for this specific exact information that we're not able to provide for them. And again, we don't have any way of ever knowing if Fuddruckers is still around. I think you just have to, to drive around. to the location and see if it's there or not. I, I've seen I've seen Americans in 2017. Fuddruckers is still around. You don't you don't get that you don't get that kind of heavy without Fuddruckers still existing in one form or another. It's eating I, you along, it's got to be around somewhere. No, it's just yeah. The, give me give me that cheese sauce option on your burger that already has cheese on it. I mean that's I just it. you're you're yeah. still around. 
in Trump's America, you are still around, baby. And that's the show. So thanks yep, everybody for tuning in. Uh, Thank you, I'm glad we could talk about chain restaurants. That was that was nice. <laughs> that's what people tune in for. We had this three minute bit, and now it, that's it. That's all I got. The three minutes. Uh, no, I want to talk sports with my sports buddies. You guys down? Let's do this thing. That's what we do, Jonathan. I'd love to hear from you. Your where are you at mentally with this Minnesota Vikings team, and specifically the. Uh, the return of one Theodore two gloves. Oh man. I, I'm, I'm so excited for Teddy to come back. I, I can't even, he's our, he's our, he's our sweet, beautiful son. We, we love him so much. I think it's well known that the, the sportive and the members of the sportive podcast love Teddy more than we could love our own family members. And so just to have him back in, in uniform practicing I saw I saw the videos he's practicing football and his leg didn't fly off so I'm just happy he's I'm dancing just thrilled to have it back he's dancing on the practice field <coughs> oh I didn't know that I did not yeah. see any video of him dancing how does he look he looks uh he's got moves he's Spry? Just, you know he's shaking it a little bit it's all right, he's, all right. it's it's everything you could want from our sweet beautiful son whose knee exploded about a year and a half ago and now he's back and I'm just I'm just happy. I thought he would never ever set foot on a field again. I thought he was just gonna be one of those sad think... former athletes who signs cards at like a crappy, you know, baseball card shop in Moorhead. And sure. that was <laughs> gonna be that was gonna be the rest of his sporting life, but at least now he's back, and apparently it sounds like he will be the number two quarterback on Sunday. Wow. What a return. I'm, I'm happy and I'm also nervous because I've got so much of my hope wrapped up in him. He's legitimately the only thing I care about regarding the Minnesota Vikings. As you should. I think that's it's, – it's a dangerous place to be, but this is where we live. Well, yeah. you know, everybody doubted him. He had so many doubters and haters, and and because we loved him more than anybody, we had doubters and haters. And so when he started succeeding, and we were the only four who had ever believed in him, him, us four and his mother, I think the five of us, right. were kind of yes. it on uh, on the Teddy bandwagon. So yeah, it was a it was a real shot to all of us when he when he went out. So I'm I'm just I'm a bundle of nerves. When he goes back in the game, I don't even know if I'll be able to watch. It's yeah, it's going to be, it's going to yeah. Sure I mean, son. when he gets when he gets back in, it's uh, it's going to get a little dusty. A, yeah, it'll be really dusty. I mean, it'll be like one of those. I don't know. Are there? Is there like a phenomenon? I mean, God, I, don't, I I can't even explain it. It's just it's going to be highly sexual and also terrifying. <laughs> And I don't. Yeah. I, I can't yeah. get. I can't get the right word for it. And I just. I know my mom listens to this now, so there's probably a reason I don't have the right word for it. But it's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the the smarter side of your brain is like, we're just not going to give him that word. We're not going to no, give him the word. Exactly. <laughs> it's there's that block wanna, is right there. <laughs> I want to back up for just a second here, Stu. Your mom has only now started listening to this podcast. Just found um, it. my my mom got on Facebook like. Uh, three or four months ago, and I put the show on Facebook, and that was a mistake, obviously. 
Um, and now she and now she knows that it exists and listens to it via Facebook, which is wow. Yeah, I sorry, mom. I was happy when I thought job. That... you did a great job as a mother, but this is this is one of those things that just did happen sometimes. Even the best families. Sooner or later, you just got to let your kids go. You know exactly. This might be one of those one of those examples. Let go and let God damn it. That's uh, pretty much the uh, thing I can think of to say. But I back to the uh, the football boys. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I don't think we'll see him unless Keenum gets hurt until at least Thanksgiving. Right, so we're recording this on the on November eighth. So that would be two full football games from now. They play, yes. I believe the they the R skins the, on the, Sunday. The Washington, yeah, the R words are um, R away words. on Sunday, and then the Los Angeles Rams and their very very good defensive line here uh, the following Sunday. Okay, okay, so we could. Well, we we wish uh, we wish Case the best, no matter what. We do, of course. But if something were to happen, our guy comes in. Uh, be he's very right exciting. there. I would be so thrilled, so thrilled he's to see future. him come in and just shut the haters down. It would just be a dream come true. It would be everything I ever wanted, really. I kind I mean, of am thinking of his return to the football field the same way I thought when Barack Obama was elected president. Just if he can get through the next few years without dying, I'll consider this a success. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it's he's got so many people against him, mm-hmm. and a knee that, and and that was before his knee exploded. His body, and his his actual body is fighting him too. Yeah, his actual got... body. <laughs> his actual body agrees with like dipshit Twitter and hates him, <laughs> and uh, it's. Uh, it's really just quite a, a a mountain he's overcome just to get this far, and yeah. now we're hoping you know he can actually come in and be an effective NFL quarterback, which is you know difficult as is as evidenced by what's happened to the Green Bay Packers in the last month. It's not an easy thing to do, especially when again we have referenced this a couple of times now. Your knee explodes, and it's really <laughs> it is really fucking hard to overcome that, and um. I just I just wish him the best and god I just I don't want him to get hurt again. That's really I I mean I want the Vikings to win. It would be cool for them to win, obviously, but I just want mm-hmm. Teddy to get hurt again. I don't want us to get hurt again. No, we can't take it. It's been a no. tough year. We we can't take. We deserve it this. Is. We put our heart out there. We did. And you know, people people laughed at us and against our best judgment for the most part we don't put our heart out, heart out there about anything and then we did it no. once together the four of us mm-hmm. and it yeah. got stomped on by uh i don't know the football gods or real god i don't know how any of this works but it sucked it was hard i don't like it right uh, okay even even dave john's more sardonic brother feels good about teddy bridgewater yeah yeah believes in teddy yeah, the whole family is on the bandwagon. Always has been. Uh, do you honestly think that he's going to be good again? He is it. Is it possible? Well, what I keep reminding myself is that even now, after missing more than more than one year of football, he's still twenty five years old. I think. Okay. 
Yeah. He was, when he came into the league, he was 14 years old, the youngest quarterback in NFL history, amazingly successful for being in junior high school, and he's he's still so young, he still has so much room to improve that I, I'm, I'm optimistic, Brandon. Of course, you always are. Why do I even ask you these questions? I know you're going to be sunny side of the street. That's where you live. You'll find me on the high road, just like Denny Green. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Speaking speaking of the high road, Brandon, I want to take one minute to do something we don't do a lot on this podcast. uh And that, usually what we say is, I'm I'm not apologizing. But I want to apologize. A Vikings-related apology here. Because you look at the Vikings, you look at the offense. They're on their third string quarterback. They're on their second string running back. Their best wide receiver has been hurt for multiple weeks. Their center, our our, our guy Tiny Elvis, has been hot garbage this year. No, they, has he? Yeah, he has been. Oh. He's a rookie, so I guess you can give him a little bit of a break. But I will. They they fired Alex Boone the day before the season started, but whoever's played left guard has just been terrible. <coughs> our guy Joe Berger has been fine at right guard again because he's our guy. But I thought the entire Vikings team would be terrible because they signed two new offensive tackles and they were both, in my estimation, awful, awful football players. And instead, they've been fine. They've been fine. And they're not getting enough credit for supporting, for for turning the offense from last year's absolute nightmare into this year where the they keep losing skill position players and just keep rolling along and so i want to apologize to riley reef and uh, mike mike rimmers i'm i'm sorry i called you names guys you've been good you've been fine you've really you can talk about case keenum and you can talk about everybody else but really there's nobody who deserves more credit for the offense than the two offensive tackles and i was wrong and I'm sorry. Well, the huh. the the bigger yeah. picture is the person who signed him, right? I, That's probably. I, right. Oh boy, I, I uh, I'm not. Uh, how about the offensive line coach? I assume it's still yeah. Mike Tice. It's Ticey. Good job, Ticey. I <laughs> great work. It's as close as we can get. It's as is close it still, as we can get. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Tim Irwin. Hey, the the, the country lawyer. Yeah. Thank you, Tim Irwin. Yes. Yeah, the offensive line, I mean, Jarek McKinnon has been a really good running back this year. Right. And he was not one last year. And uh, he's had holes to run through this year. Dalvin Cook was I on think... his way to like being the rookie of the year. and uh, Oh, I miss Dookie. Yeah, he was fun. fun he guy. was really fun to watch. Yeah, strong. Strong like Bull. I mean, he was strong good. Like so, yeah, this is a... Uh, I do want they to take it, I want to take yeah, this oh. moment to transition away from apologizing to speaking directly to longtime listener Matt Khalil. Matt, mm-hmm. you are garbage. You You're are very the worst. Bad. <laughs> Look at the difference in the team this year and realize that it's you. You leaving. That's the difference between a six and ten team and one that's six and two right now. Yeah, like Cam and Newton. Thank you can't for listening, of, but Cam Newton can't get out of a press conference without like swearing at a reporter or being a misogynist, and it's entirely because Matt Khalil is his left tackle. I'm yeah, pretty sure you would that's too the if case. Matt Khalil was was protecting your blind side. 
You'd it's be really Matt upset Khalil's, and lashing out. It's Matt Khalil's fault that Cam Newton now exclusively dresses like Mr. Peanut. <laughs> <laughs> That's not Cam's fault. That's You can't put that on Cam. Yep. Yeah, we no, know man. whose fault that is. His That's personal Khalil. stylist. That's what Khalil does do, yeah. Matt Khalil just <laughs> makes people fucking lose their minds. I guess I'll wear a monocle. Now step into the podium, uh, Batman villain from the seventh movie that nobody really liked. <laughs> okay, so we're we're inching closer. Well, we, we're gonna we're gonna save that Spielman apology for when Clarence comes back, obviously. But I think oh, uh, we're not apologizing to Rick Spielman. <laughs> well, I we're not. I mean, we've, we've, will have we've <laughs> Oh man, what if what if Clarence just decides to become the bigger man? Turns into uh, I don't. Um, I think Clarence is still. I think Clarence is still reeling from having 280 characters to troll people on Twitter. Yeah, that's going to be good. That's. Uh, I'm, I'm, I have so, been I'm a little bit out of it. <laughs> it's going to be difficult because he's already driven away so many beat writers. I don't know that adding extra characters is going to really help. I mean. He got yeah, Russo off. He got Russo off of the stars beat. He mm-hmm. got he got Vensel completely out of the goddamn state. I mean, it's he didn't move. He didn't he's move a master to state. Washington D.C. He's just he has powers. He's incredible. Vensel's in the woods it. somewhere, right? Isn't he? he is, I mean, he's, he's like, like in some sort of witness protection. We don't even know where he's at. He's literally sitting like right on top of Ted Kaczynski. It's very strange. <laughs> Another long-time listener, Fensel. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Sorry, sorry to hear. Sorry, you got in his crosshairs. You don't want to have that happen. That, that ain't right. Uh, okay. Well, um, any other Vikings talk? They're playing the uh, the R words. They're probably going to win. Are they good now? I honestly. Oh, oh. I, um, I think I would say maybe on an even playing field at an away game they would lose but uh washington is starting tj clemens at left tackle right oh wow so i think i think it's a coin flip i think uh you know one of those dumb things where like if they get more turnovers than washington does they win if they don't they lose that type of thing so fitty fitty seems like a team that the vikings beat because they're dumber than us yes they well, beat us, or, but they don't i mean and again, it's all—it's a—they're probably a good uh, comparison to the Vikings of last year. They have decent skill position players, but their mm-hmm. offensive line is just either shitty or hurt. So that's you know not good for them. Good for us, not good for them. I uh, longtime uh, loyal listeners will know that I was on the Cleveland Browns bandwagon for oh a couple of years now. And uh, I also want to give an apology just to all of my supporters and fans out there that that uh, trust me and put faith in my opinion and and give us all the accolades and use our promo codes to buy stamps.com stuff. That money goes right into our pocket, which is we thank you. But I feel yes. terrible for leading you down that path. I led you astray. I don't know what the hell is going on over there. But, jeez. Uh, Wait, were you really a Cleveland Browns, Bobo? <laughs> Not really. I think I mentioned it a couple of times and then stopped paying attention, and then I started oh. paying attention again, and they real bad. Something uh, 
Yeah, Hugh Jackson's later. Hugh Jackson's record as the coach for the Cleveland Browns is one in twenty three. That's really yeah. hard to do. In Even football, Sam I mean, Hinkie. it's mostly a coin flip. All right, mm-hmm. John, John, stop. There. Even Sam Hinkie would improve that organization. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh shit! Right. My God, Ugh. so underappreciated in his time. It's incredible. Well, they're doing exactly the same thing. Let's be as bad as possible, and then we'll get draft picks, and then waves hands and magic happens. Now right. we're amazing. I know that never works out. Hey, uh, who won the World Series again? I can't oh, remember. Oh, double shit! Oh, double shit! How did they get? How did they get good? Uh, and who won last year? I just right. cannot recall uh, one year ago who the fuck has won the last two World Series and how they did it. It's a mystery. Yeah, I I think that the baseball playoffs are a great way of identifying the best team. Oh, triple shit. Oh, Oh, you could just pay attention to the record then. Is that what you wanted to do? Not the playoffs, (laughs) just their record? Brandon, I I need you to go look at the Philadelphia 76ers record right now. I need you to go and look at that. Six and four? (laughs) I'm talking their record over the last 14 years of the existence of the franchise. Your guy is a charlatan. He's a liar. No, you're just impatient. There is no. They I'm they not. were as bad as long as the Astros were bad. Probably even less. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I mean, don't... You know it's a sensitive issue. Let's wrap it up. Should we be done? Should we retire this thing? This podcast? I agree. (laughs) I've had enough. (laughs) It would make sense how this ends. Let's agree that if we're going to end it, we'll pretend that that's why it ended. Uh, Just just one last Sam Hinkie fight. 21 minutes into an episode, we just all hang up and never Forget it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. We if agreed. we were going to do that, we should have done it when we were arguing about tables. Yeah. <laughs> that would know. Been the, that would have been the best way to go out with this podcast. Well, let's, when we can tell that it's the end is near, let's make sure that we think of a dumber argument than table <laughs> levels. It's not going to be Boy. easy to think of a dumber argument. Uh, one that couldn't possibly end with anything besides going, well, you didn't change my mind and I didn't change yours. That's, we knew where that was headed. It's nice to know this podcast will go on forever because we'll never think of a dumber idea than that. Man, you're right. You're right. That was our. That was the valley. That's where it was. What do we? What do we want to mention next? We're we're done with the Vikings here. We we made fun of Sam Hinkie. Should we talk? 
Do you want to talk about how terrible the Minnesota Wild are? Uh, well, I'd like to hear you talk about how bad the Minnesota Wild are. I, uh, for the uh, 15th straight year, have no goddamn idea what's going on with the team. Well, I can talk to my friend Mr. Puck about Mr. Puck's about the here. Wild. Mr. Puck Mr. is Puck's here. here. Mr. Puck Boys, checking in. No, <laughs> that Wild team is pretty bad. Yeah, um, I think there's a really good chance, unless they turn it around by... Boy, would you give them Thanksgiving or would you give them Christmas, John? They need to they need to start accumulating some points now, Stu. Yeah, I think if it's not turned around by Thanksgiving, they might just blow this whole thing up. They I don't can't know blow that, it up. That's the point. Well, I mean, they can in some ways because they can fire Boudreaux, and they can just start you know playing the young kids and let the old guys go to their condos and golf courses. Except just they can't hope. do that because old guys have 10-year contracts. Well, I mean, it's not an ideal solution. I realize this, John. But, I mean, Ugh. they can just... John, respect give... Mr. Puck. Oh, yeah, they can just give them those fake, you know, uh, he's in injured reserve because he's got painful farts. Something like that. The <laughs> most, you know, he's gone for the year. And they just play the young guys and hope, you know... The cap it doesn't exist because Batman forgot to sign a paper in the contract of the last uh, collective bargaining agreement or something like that. I mean, that it's not, does not, seem it, plausible, it, actually. Yeah, I know. That's, you're basically relying on Gary Bettman being bad at his job, which is not the worst thing to do. Yeah, and it's, it's also their only. On. It is all, and it's also their only. I think chance of getting out of this uh, self-made mess. Um, their best players are all old, and I believe none of their backs work anymore. Right. So that's really bad. You, that's really bad. You got a guy in his 30s who's having back problems. Mm-hmm. I think the thing you have to comfort yourself with is that he signed for 10 more seasons. Exactly. And he's going to chew up, like, you know, a good 20% of your available money for any given season. And that's right. good because uh, he's from here. He went to Shattuck, you know, something like that. That's what's great about the whole thing. You get so extra because, points for that, I think. Exactly. I mean, look at how much you, how much uh, cushion we've given Joe Maurer over the years for being from here. That's oh, right. Yeah, can do no so, wrong. I mean, that guy's gotten a free pass for too long. Let me tell you, <laughs> exactly. No criticism so, whatsoever. Golden boy. So, Give me a break. Yeah. But yeah, I think uh, John is right, and they're almost entirely fucked. Yep. Mm. Unless something very strange happens, and uh, it's I, mean, I, I put I mean it's on the guys who run the team, and more so I honestly think it's on the fans for not holding them accountable. <laughs> I think I think the problem is that Michael Russo quit the mainstream media, and now there's no one left to hold anyone accountable. Well, Clarence is just doing his best. I he's mean, got he's so many size. people to hold accountable. He's one man. He is one man. I mean, he's keeping track of the people who are making fun of Mike Zimmer. He's keeping track of the people who praise uh, Rick Spielman. He's keeping track of the people who point out like the rap one, music, wear skinny like, pants, are aged in the millennial. I mean, he's so many things. Anyone that who like points tacos. Out who, the, who, who, who's the number one college hockey team in the country right now? 
Don't point that out. Clarence will find out. No, don't do it. You'll, you'll regret it. Do you enjoy eating rice? Don't mention it. Don't yep. mention it. He'll find you. Yep. Don't even mention it like in a restaurant. In no. He's there. You'll hear it. So it's a real it's a real shame. John, the year as we speak is twenty seventeen. What year is it reasonable to think that they could be a really good team again? Oh or boy. A really good team. I don't know. I mean they they're basically the same team that won forty nine straight games last year or whatever, so it's hard hockey's weird maybe maybe they'll run off a streak of 24 straight wins or whatever but it just doesn't seem likely right now i at some point they're gonna get charlie Coyle back he's been out with a broken leg for 10 games or something like that and presumably at some point zach parisi's gonna play again and that's two of your top six forwards so losing them is not exactly not exactly nothing but everybody has injuries it's just not every team ends up getting so much practice trying to defend against empty net goals like the Wild are lately. Can you remind really me how many years... They're pulling a lot. How many years does Parisi left have have left? Uh, legit... I, I was sort of trying to be... trying to exaggerate for comic effect, but I think it really is nine seasons left on this <laughs> oh, <shut> deal. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like eight when he signed it, like five years ago. No, I legitimately was, would have guessed he has three seasons left. It was a 12-year contract. <laughs> oh, my God. He signed through his age 42 season. Oh. I feel like you probably tell me that all the time, and I react the same way every time. Because for, <laughs> my brain's like, no, we're not holding on to this memory. That's not a real thing. We're gonna I do let that enjoy go. talking about wild contracts with you because you react so... You react so just utterly baffled by yeah no i don't handle it like an adult i just can't you just flabbergasted every time no that's not right that's the first time i've heard this in four or five days (laughs) right well it's a fun bit uh anyway that's that's all the wild talk i needed i just i wanted to complain a little bit because man watching him has just been it's just painful do you go to the games at all I haven't been to one this year, no. Well, I'm guessing they're still fun, I hope. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. That's well, a bummer. I'm sorry, Wild fans. Do you want to talk about a team that's good? Which team's that? Uh, the one and only Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm still Our not beloved? ready to love. No? Not I, ready? I miss, I miss Ricky. Yeah, yeah. Course. Everyone, I, I enjoyed it. I, I think I liked it more when everyone hated Jeff T. And then he scored 20 points in a game, and everybody immediately dropped all their complaints. And I, I just want to say you people are fickle, and you have no morals, and you have nothing, no leg to stand on. I would and also I like to, to point out to the same people that you're talking to that you're dumb and wrong. Right. And I don't like you. Right. You and I will never be friends, Jeff T. Glovers. No. He's a perfect guy that casual fans are like, ooh, he made a couple threes. And just completely ignore that he gave up like four threes wide open right. on the other end. So he's frustrating. But he has played a couple good games. And I never said that he was terrible. I just I just miss Ricky. He's so fun to watch. 
So I get that so too. But you know what's interesting, and we don't point this out very often because it's hardly ever true, is that not only are they decent, they also have had like really good luck. I know. It never happens. It's been, That's it's weird. been very strange that the Timberwolves win by four points every night. Yeah, yeah. When there's like 90 so seconds long, left and they're tied, you go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Seen this movie a like billion the times. The last two decades of my life, the Timberwolves have veered towards one of two extremes. Number one... Extreme number one was they lost every night by 29 points. Uh-huh. That, is, that has been a That's large part. part. part of the course. The, yeah. There have been about, I would say, four of the last 15 seasons have been something like that. But the other 11 have all been some version of the same thing, where they lose every game, they lead by 19 points in the second half, and then they end up losing by two. Uh-huh. That, I remember that. That happened... I, I, I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say that that has happened 1,000 times over the last two decades. No, I think you're – you might be underselling it, actually. Yeah. Yeah, you're forgetting a couple of years there. You Every might not be negative year. enough, John. I know you never hear this, but you <laughs> might not on. be negative enough. <laughs> it was – I mean, it was it was unreal most of those seasons. Like This is – you would go down the standings, and NBA.com, I don't know if they still have this, but they used to have something where you could split the standings and look at every team's record when they led after the third quarter. And every single year, every team in the league would be like, oh, they're 27-7 and seven if they if they lead after the third quarter, except for the Timberwolves, who would have a losing record when they're lo- leading at the end of the third quarter. It right. was impossible. This is the opposite of the year that will, I will never forget, John. I don't think you will either. When Rubio and Love were both healthy and they were like, for point differential, like the fourth best team in the, in the conference, and yet they were 40 and 42 because they would yeah. win a game by 1,000 and then lose by two every other fucking night. And uh, this is the opposite this year. They lose big and they win by a tiny bit. And... Uh, you know, I hate to keep going back to it, but I'm just so sorry our, our boy Ricky can't be here to enjoy this. Yeah, I that's think he would like that, this. He would. That's a, yeah, Jimmy Butler is really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, really, he hasn't like, even really, played well, like, really good. statistically. You know, like, if you look at his points are down and whatever, but he's just, like, in the right place. He's He, to me, and people always talked about, like, him and Rubio can't play together because... Butler can't shoot enough where he needs the ball in his hand to facilitate yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. But defensively, those two together would have been so fucking fun to watch because they both know exactly where to be at all times. Right. So that's... Totally uh, agree. But, I mean, there's... It was like, I mean, it's they, like the exact opposite watch. of watching mm-hmm. watching Teague and Wiggins and Cat on the court at the same time where none of them have any idea what to be at, where to be at any given time. You know, it's so crazy, like... Wiggins to me is just just seems pretty lazy and likes to just watch the game as he's playing in the game. Like if you watch my defense, he's just sort of like watching the ball. Hey, what's this guy doing? I'm interested, you know. So that, and then his guy is by him, and it's an easy layup. So he's just kind of lazy. But Cat is trying really hard out there. He's running around all over the place, but he's got like some of the worst defensive instincts I've ever seen. It's like, I'm going <laughs> to block true. this one. And it's like, dude, he's 15 feet from you. Why are you jumping up and lo- allowing the rebound right behind you? What the fuck? 
is just like, maybe he'll get it at some point, but it's just very odd that he's yeah. so smart generally and then so dumb in some other ways. But he goes to close out a corner three or something, and you expect him to like run directly at the shooter and jump and block the shot. Instead, he runs over to the crowd and tries to jump off the front row of folding chairs for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you, what do you do, Carl? Yeah. No, Carl. just put your hands in the air in front of him. It's fine. Yeah. You're trying so hard, but man, you do not know what you're doing. I don't just get it. Goes and grabs the mop from the kid under the baskets, <laughs> waving that around. Is this no, what you just, want? Is this yeah, defense? Use your arms. Use your arms. <laughs> Stick, put them in the air and block the shot that way. Oh, I don't know Carl. how to play. <laughs> I don't know what defense is. <laughs> is this basketball? And I, I Man, think it's, who, wor- it's worth pointing out here that they're on pace to win 56 games, and you guys are still right. just furious with them. You know what I think my my favorite part of the Timberwolves is? I think my favorite part is Jamal Crawford because it's nice to know that someone who's older than me could still be a successful NBA player. He is. He's older than us. It's incredible. He's I I don't think he's older than Stu, but he's close. I think he's thirty seven. He's older than me, but younger than Bonus, I think. Or bonus, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a 30 year gap there, though. So, yeah, Stu, how do you feel about everyone and everyone who's being elected mayor being younger than you? Uh, you know, John, there's a there's you, you reach certain points in your life where it's just water under a bridge. Basically, it's uh, I know we've already discussed the wild, but uh, you know how. Bruce Boudreau looks like an angry Gerber baby at all times <laughs> and all at all times. And, uh, yep. you just learned to like, yeah, well, that's just, that's a part of uh, life that we all grow to accept that the States, you know, the second best state of hockey, um, after Tennessee has a, a <laughs> head coach who looks like an angry Gerber baby and you just grow to accept that or, with the current topic, you know, Tom Thibodeau always, always looks like someone just told him that somebody was fucking his wife. Always. <laughs> he always looks like that. But he's and, not, it's like, it's, he's found out that someone, another person is fucking his wife. Like, he's for exactly. sure heard the story before. You know, he's not yeah. like surprised. It's just like, oh, f- oh no. my God, again? You too? You're yeah, also exactly. fucking my wife? He's William H. Macy in Boogie Nights. I mean, there's, there's, a very, there's a really good chance he's going to blow his brains out at the end of the decade party. And it's not going to be my very wife's cool. got an ass in her cock in the driveway. <laughs> and then Marky Mark's going to be all out of his mind on cocaine. So, but, you know, and then Dr. Octopus is going to be shooting fireworks off and Jesse's role will be playing and the Timberwolves will be good again. Anyway, my uh, point was mm-hmm. that um, I'm used to weird things that don't seem weird anymore. So that's all. <laughs> yeah, that was that was quite the explanation, Stu. John, do you think that you're ever going to love the wolves? Oh, I, when do you think you'll be ready? I think as soon as I forget about Ricky Rubio, I'll be fine. Okay, it's going to be tough. Now, will I ever forget about Ricky Rubio? I don't think I will. No. How could you? you Little guy forget. like that you making the most of his abilities. Like yeah, jeez, what an inspiration to us all. I think uh, with enough time with Jimmy Butler, 
I'll I'll grow to love again. Yeah, I mean it's not your first. I get it, you know, but your heart's big enough. I think you can let right. him in. Right. Hopefully, I hope I hope that you can. I hope so. Because uh, so far they have been pretty. I mean, besides those two terrible losses, nine of their ten games so far, and we're recording this as they are playing the uh, Warriors. So who the hell knows how this is going to end up? They'll probably lose by a thousand. But so far, of the first ten games, uh, eight of them were watchable, like good, fun games to watch, no matter what. So that's pretty incredible. Yeah, we. We literally have gone entire Timberwolves seasons without eight watchable games. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not even rare. No, that's that's been fairly common actually. So <laughs> it's yeah. it's nice, I guess. Brandon, yeah. do you have Brandon? Do you have anything to say or Stu? I guess either of you guys. Do you have anything to say about Gopher basketball and their chances this year? No, I don't. But you know what? I looked no. up before we started as we were in the green room um, waiting for Stuart to get home from his uh, beer run. Uh, and I looked up on Ken Palm, which is a very popular advanced basketball um, site for ratings for this year. Do you want to guess what number rank they are in his in his list? Number eight. Ooh. Uh, no, John. I'm sorry to tell you, they are not the eighth best team in the country. They oh, are the 36th they? best team. Oh, that's disappointing. Sixth. Well, what is that rating based on, though? Oh they played my God. two exhibition games. I think it's probably uh, where they ended up last year and where he thinks new recruits and how often they're going to play. Blah blah blah. Yada yada. I'm doing the the. Motion right now commonly associated with male masturbation. Yeah. Just so you know. That's that's good. So who knows? But uh, either way, he's got Michigan as the 10th best team, in, or Michigan State, excuse me, as the best Big Ten team and the 10th best team in the country. He's got Purdue as 17th and Northwestern at 18th. Northwestern. Well, I... I'm going to have trouble taking seriously any rankings that have Northwestern as a good team. You could have told me that basketball was canceled five years ago, and I would have believed that. So I'm a little confused. We haven't played basketball in this gym in 30 years. (laughs) (laughs) It burnt down in the fire. (laughs) Why? I haven't heard that word basketball. (laughs) Not since the fire. Uh, Yeah, so 36th. But I think they're going to be fun to watch. I mean, they were fun to watch last year. Five seed. I don't know. I think I'm going to give them a whirl. I'm going to give them as many shots as I can. And they got that. They have at least one new guy, right? Isaiah Washington. Is he the... Yeah. Everybody loves that guy. Little guy. Yeah. We love our little... Tiny little gunner guys. They're great. Right. Um, so, so yeah, I think I'm going to watch them. I'm going I'm to give it a whirl. And I'm going to drop them like a bad habit if I have to. I don't really give a shit that much, you know. That's fair. Stu, are Holy you going to watch them? Uh, I don't know. You know, I got my number one San Cloud State Huskies playing uh, just terrific college hockey. And uh, I just maybe want to. Give my winters over to them. Um, they but, earned it. 
They have earned it. Um, but I think, uh, you know, Ramil Robinson coming back for the Illini, him and Turner Gill <laughs> really make Illinois. Uh, I, I honestly, I Formidable. don't know anything about college basketball anymore. I just, <laughs> I find two names, maybe three teams that I follow, and that's about it. So, sure, I'll watch them. Really wish I'm they like, could figure out college basketball in general and somehow uh, not have it where there's a couple dozen one-and-done guys, but also not make them play for free and be taken advantage of. Somewhere in the middle there, I know there's a solution that would make us happy. I just wish we could get there really soon. I agree, But Brandon. I don't think it's going to happen. It's not going to happen for a while, I don't think. What about the G League? Could that be a thing? The old D League? And just go there and get paid a decent amount right out of high school? They just can't go to the pros for two years or something? Wait, I thought the G League was the CBA. The G League is the D League that Gatorade is sponsoring, so they renamed oh. it the G League. Is the CBA still around? Mm, I'm going to go with no. Where do the Sioux Falls Sky Force play these days? God, if there was um, only a way we could look some of this information up. Probably Rapid City. That would be my Man, guess. I can't <laughs> I can't wait for Wade to tell me what happened to the Continental Basketball Association tomorrow. Uh Sioux Falls <laughs> are also part of the G League. But the, <laughs> Wow but I, the Sky Force. I the hate Sky to keep Force. harping on this. So the D League is the only league now. There's there's no other there's no other minor league because I thought the the D League was for like nineteen year olds. Not necessarily. There's two. There's two. Okay, here, John, I've got an answer for you. The Continental oh, Basketball Association did exist. That I knew that it uh, it folded in two thousand nine. Oh man, it's it's well, now currently two thousand seventeen. Well, this is embarrassing. So for eight years. You thought the CBA was still a thing for eight well, years. Well, I thought that the D-League was part of the CBA. I, I guess I haven't really thought too hard about it. And yeah. Now it's all coming out in podcast form. Yeah, that's okay. We're not recording. This is still the dry Ooh. run. We'll press Boy. record soon. Uh, you know, So the G-League is, is uh, I don't think every single NBA team owns one, but they're pretty close. I just don't understand why that can't be a – you go play there for two years, and you get paid a good amount of money. If you, you know, because nobody and, uh, cares about the G League team. No, but the teams would pay to develop these young guys, and then the the young guys would be able to play in this league and get paid versus college. They could go to college if they wanted to. I'm sure, a lot of them would still, but I don't know. Well, I don't think we're going to solve it on this podcast, are we? College basketball. No, I probably I think not. Solving solving youth development in any sport is pretty much impossible. Maybe next episode. I was just saying we we're not going to do it in this episode, right? But I feel there like is, if we get a you know we, if we work on it, do a little homework, we come back and solve most things. There is no sport that does it well, so that's probably not a good sign. Ooh, yeah, you're right. Damn it! Not none of them. No. Not one. I guess football is the closest, but they take advantage of... I'm just saying, like, there's not a whole lot of 
people pining for them to be in the league sooner because they die sooner. Yeah, I don't think we should look at football as being the no, 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 no. As you mentioned, basketball's crap, hockey's crap, soccer is terrible everywhere in the world. Baseball, baseball, eleven years. Yeah. Before we go tonight, uh, should we talk about some footy? I think John wanted to talk about some footy. footy I I I was unhappy, and I I recognize a little bit that some of this stuff is totally meaningless. But I was unhappy when. I found out that um, Christian Ramirez, the Minnesota United striker, didn't make the national team. They're they're playing a meaningless game against Portugal this week. And I thought, I I, I didn't necessarily think that he was a lock for the team, but he he just, he keeps scoring goals, and that's an important thing. it's, It's a little strange that... Scoring goals doesn't seem to be people's main criteria of whether a striker is any good or not. Like, people look at so-and-so and think, well, he he just looks like he's good. He doesn't score very often, but it seems like he could if only if only he just wanted it more. And meanwhile, you got a guy like Christian Ramirez who isn't, he, he's not a burner and he's not particularly good aerially he's not particularly physical or anything he just scores goals everywhere he goes and he scores all the time and he you you look at the I, I went down the stats in MLS this year and of all the American guys nobody scored more goals than Christian Ramirez if you take out penalty kicks from the equation nobody not one it's not like oh you eliminate these seven guys and there's Christian Ramirez. You don't have to dig in these stats. It's very obvious. The guy just scores. And I don't know why the national team isn't giving him a look. I'm hopeful that when they get to January, they they got a, they do like a month-long training camp in January for the national team, and they play some, some more meaningless games and stuff. And I, my hope is that Christian Ramirez will be part of that squad. I think it's, I think it's a bigger squad in January, if I'm not mistaken, but... I was just I was disappointed this week. This is the kind of thing you get disappointed about in the soccer offseason, this sort of meaningless nonsense. But he he belongs there, and they, they need to give him a try because they got sort of nobody scoring goals right now for the national team. But if All there right, was that's... a counter, what would the counter be to this argument? Like what do you think is the... The, the counter seems to be, well, he doesn't look like he would score a lot of goals. Oh, all right. Like, uh, okay. Well, that's dumb. Team yep. John. Thank you for thank you for indulging my rant. Yeah, of course. That's seventy five percent of why we still do this. Right. Better to rant to us than like your wife. <laughs> you know. Better to rant to us than somebody who would actually uh, listen to this. Ugh. 49 yeah. minutes into this, nobody else is listening. As soon as they heard no. Stu say, let's talk some footy, it was click. Yeah, right. Even it's, a good, it, it's a good final sign-off line. Let's talk it really some is. Makes sense. All right. Thanks for, thanks for letting me have five minutes to talk to myself, guys. I appreciate that. Maybe we could talk to some of our friends who are on the news and see if they can work that into one of, their, one of the newscasts. Right. That's the weather. Now let's talk footy. And click immediately. You guys got any? You guys got any dad life topics? 
I feel like I feel like we're due for some dad life talk. I just don't know what about. Well, I have a uh, so I think so. My kids are three years apart, and when uh, Fitz, the youngest, was born, I just remember thinking, okay, Jones is three, and that's a kind of a tough age because they just are. They can be just monsters at three years old. Like they're old enough to piss you off on purpose. They don't understand consequences, so you can't really do anything to make them stop. They're just, if they feel like being an asshole, they're just going to be an asshole. They're at the age where they're testing boundaries. So when Fitz was a baby, that's also, of course, uh, really difficult. I was like, this is going to be the worst. Every year, one and four will be better, two and five, three and six, four and seven, etc. And that's basically been true. But now the youngest is being uh, is going through potty training and I have not realized how fucking awful the youngest kid <laughs> going through potty training is because mentally I'm like over it. You know, like I already did this right. one time and I have no patience for this poor Fitz who's not even three yet. He doesn't turn three for, so he's not in the age where he's, it's not like he's four and a half or whatever. Right. And it's becoming an actual problem. Right. He, I don't know. Some kids are potty trained by three, but a lot of them aren't. But I just have no interest in this. So I'm doing a very bad job as a dad of like being supportive. I just have no patience. So now he's scared of me. <laughs> uh, and I've been trying really hard lately to be more of like positive reinforcement. Hey, it's okay if you, you know, have to shit in your diaper. That's fine. We're not going to, I'm not going to, you know, be mad or whatever. But he's just, uh, he's scared of me. So there's that. Uh, my wife, as mentioned at the top of the show, is in Germany right now. So I've been on solo dad duty. And it's just exhausting. Like, Jones is a really good six-year-old, really, really good kid. But he just always wants to be doing something with me, right? He wants to play catch. He wants to play football. He wants to – it's all fun stuff, but he just needs my attention. So, um, so it's been a tough week. So yesterday, I was playing football with Jones in one room. And Fitz sort of scurried off in a different room. And when this happens, you guys know what that means. It's he's going to go shit in like the dark, right? Like in a corner by himself. It's it's shit in time. Because uh, otherwise, he'd want to be around us. So I was like, all right, cool. Well, I'll give him a little bit of privacy and uh, play football with Jones or whatever. And he was gone for a while. And he comes back and he just said, I have poop on my hands. And I was like, oh, that's not good. You shouldn't. <laughs> have poop on your hands that's, that's a bad that's that's, that's bad not what i want to hear right now so i look and uh and at this point it's like 8 30 at night they should be going to bed i'm exhausted it's like day five of solo dad duty i'm just kind of at my wits end work is fucking nuts blah 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 poor me anyway i look at his hand and he's not lying his hand is fucking filled with shit he <laughs> has somehow reached into his diaper for some reason and has shit like under his fingernails, like caked onto his hands. So I'm like, oh my God, what are you, why, why did you do this? And and then I go into the bathroom and it was like on the toilet seat too. I think he legitimately was like trying to get rid of the evidence in his diaper. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, oh, oh oh my God. Oh my God. So I like, you know, boil his hands at this point, you know? Uh, we wash his hands for like a good 15 minutes and I'm scrubbing underneath his fingernails and in order to get it underneath his fingernails, I, you have to use my fingernails. So now I've got shit underneath my fingernails last night <laughs> to scrub them as well. And so I'm just a nightmare and I'm in a terrible place mentally. I'm just so bummed out. 
and he feels bad, obviously, and I'm trying to be nice to him while also trying to not, like, go outside and scream at the top of my lungs at how frustrating <laughs> this is. So I put him to bed, and I put Jones to bed, and uh, whatever, and I'm finally like, all right, cool, I've got, at this point, it's like 9 or 9.15 or whatever. Like, I like one hour to chill and do nothing, and I'm just going to watch an episode of The Sopranos or whatever. And so I go in the back room to throw the diaper away in the room that he was shitting in, and it stinks. And I look down, and he had not only gotten it on his hands, he, for some reason, had smeared shit all over the table, like the coffee table in our living room. There's just shit smeared everywhere <laughs> in this room. And uh, so that was... That was about as bad mentally as I've been in a that, very long time. That is a moment where you find out what you're made of. Yeah. As a, as a man. You also find out how much a coffee table means to you. Right. And it means very little to me because it's in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> that'll do. <laughs> that, uh, that'll do. Oh, That's Brandon. enough for that. Yeah. Oh, yep. Remind me to buy you a very, very <laughs> stiff drink next time I see you. It's... It's bad, and it's been so bad that tonight, kind of a similar deal. I was getting Jones ready for bed, and Fitz was off doing something too. And he's just, you know, three years old. They're they just spill shit, and they're you know they're just kind of dumb kids. And he spilled like finger paints everywhere that he had tried to take out too. And I go around the corner and now. There's just yellow paint everywhere, and it was so much better than last. Night. I was like, oh, this is fine. Yeah, that's <laughs> this is okay. This is very normal. Yeah, there's a gallon of paint on the floor that I can clean up. This is. Way better than last night, so it's been a it's been a bad couple of days. In the it, <laughs> there's pain it, everywhere, but nobody's getting cholera. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, I just so anyway, I've been I have been mentally and John. This I don't know if you're going to have another kid, but mentally to me, I hate being the guy that's only looking to the future and not enjoying the present. So I'm not that guy at all. But as a dad, I have for sure been like, just get me to four and seven years old. Right. That's just, please get me to four and seven. I will enjoy the other 90 years after that so much. Just get me to four and seven. Get, get them out of diapers. And, uh, and then everything else is going to be golden. So we're, we're close. Hopefully no more shit stains all over my house. I think a lot, I think a lot about, we, we talked about this once on the podcast. And I asked Stu, whose kids are now in their 40s. Um, <laughs> I asked Stu when it starts to get really good, and he said, kind- "Like kindergarten was when it really started being fun." So I think a lot now about, like, all right, so my 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 daughter will be in kindergarten five years from now. So mm-hmm. that's twenty twenty three. But then if I have <laughs> more children, uh-huh. then you push that back, like if. I was to start having more children. Then you push it back like seven years. So that's 2025. That's when it starts to be like fun overall. Right. Yeah. And it's 2017 now. So you got some time. Yeah. It's going to be a little to do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they're all, they're all good ages in certain certain times in certain ways but uh yeah the potty training is way more exhausting than i remembered because there are certain kids like like jones was kind of your standard like you didn't want to do it right away but he went to daycare and they figured preschool they helped him with it and it just was a thing 
they I've heard about these horror stories of kids, boys typically, uh, that are just like, no, I'm not going to do that. And you go, well, you you know, we'll give you a treat. You have to. It's whatever. They just go, no, I'm going to keep shitting in my diaper. I, right. I'm going to keep doing this. It's it's their colon. Like it's it's theirs. They we can't you can't force it, you know. And so I had heard about that, but I never really internalized exactly how frustrating that is as a parent just to have a kid go, if you go, hey, you can have a treat, whatever. If you go on the toilet, they go, yep, definitely. And like 11 seconds later, they've shit themselves. <laughs> like looking at you saying, of course, yeah, I, yeah, I'll go on the toilet next time while they're shitting and looking you in the eye. It's a, it's a tough one, man. Mentally, that's a tough one. I, I hope to only imagine. Yes. Well, how's dad life going for you, Jonathan? Well, right now, I, I mean, I have a one-year-old, and she's adorable in many ways. And she, if you don't count words like whoa and oh, she only knows one word now, and it's no, which is hilarious because you can just say stupid things, and all she ever says is no. <laughs> and, uh-huh. I mean, it's it's it can be frustrating when you just thoughtlessly say something like, Oh, do you want to get down? And she says, no. And you're like, all right, well, I'm I'm actually angry now, except, you know, she has no idea what she's saying. She's just making the one the one sound that she can consistently make and consistently gets a rise out of us. Right. But, you, you know, you ask her reverse psychology questions or you ask her questions about whether the wild are going to be good this year or something like that. And that's pretty funny. So, yeah. I don't. I I sort of feel like a lot of a lot of people, and I think this included you guys, who when you know when she was about three months old and everything just seems like it's going to be awful forever, and she can't do anything at all for herself. And you guys said just everyone sort of just said, well, just get to a year. That's when you start sort of coming out of it, and you you start feeling like a human again. And I I think I've experienced that too, where it's like, well. This isn't this isn't so terrible. This isn't entirely awful. Like sometimes it seems like it is when your child is five weeks old. Yeah, right. And it's a blip when you look back on it. But in the in the time, it's like the clock is going backwards. At the time, it's like I just I have no idea what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. I I don't like this. I don't know that this is going to get any better. I'm not enjoying this at all. Yeah. And people say that, and but you can't, you can't know it until you're in it, right? Yeah. And luckily, we had enough people who just said, uh, "Just get to this, and then it'll get better." Just get to this, and it'll get better. Like said, just wait until you, like even like six weeks old. People said, "Just get to six weeks old, and then they can sleep for six hours at a time or whatever, and you can sleep for six hours at a time, and things will be better." And when you're when you have a three week old, that seems crazy. But then three weeks later, your your daughter sleeps six hours at a time for the first time ever, and it's the best thing that ever happened to you. And yeah. so just just having enough people like that to say, just wait until X, and then things will be better. It actually has been really helpful. Right, it's true. And uh, now the Roseville passed the past its school bonding issue to fix its schools so they're not slowly killing the children with poor air quality so that's oh, a positive congrats. too yeah congrats it's it was funny i 
going and looking at the construction projects they're going to do, like at the elementary school that's by our house, sometimes with school bonding issues, I feel like it's all really sort of frivolous projects. But the top two things on the list for the elementary school were, number one, fix the roof. Number two, fix the fix the air conditioning or the heating system or whatever to improve poor air quality. And I was thinking, you know, this seems like a decent bonding issue if you're trying not to asphyxiate all the children in the school. Yeah, yeah. This seems like something that I'm willing to support. I so it's all so. looking up for the children of Roseville. For the incoming, yeah, the other ones that had to go through this. Yeah. It's still bad I assume for that. I assume that the next, the, the the upcoming generations of elementary school students will be the first ones to have history textbooks that have details of anything that happened after the Korean War and <laughs> yeah I think yeah. the stereo the stereotype of like suburbanites and outstate Minnesotans is you ain't gonna raise my taxes and um, just you know tell them you're going to like put a roof over their kid's head. And like get the asbestos out, they'll probably vote for the fucking levy, right? And yeah. I just, you know, I mean, I think God, I think the there were like thirty four up in Minnesota last night, and like they went like twenty nine and five or something like that. So I mean, yeah, yeah I and think, the ones and the ones that which, lost were like, let's build a new football stadium for no good reason. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it was those type yeah. of weird levies as opposed to like the actual common sense. You know, well, let's make sure our kids are, you know, educated well. And that's, right. you know, well, I think that's a positive thing to take home from last night. Stu, yes. Stu you're from a small town, too. And mm-hmm. I I feel like in small towns like like the one that I'm from, the school is really the only thing in town that, A, everyone uses – whether it's their kids or whether it's from everything else, it's just at the school because it's the only large space. And mm-hmm. B, everyone can be reasonably proud of. There's like nothing else in small towns that everybody can get behind like that. So I, it really is not surprising. When I was in when I was in high school, Ortonville uh, turned around and built a. They knocked down the particularly old part of the school and they remodeled like the whole thing and. I, I'm sure that if you went back and looked at the amount of money, it was not a huge amount of money. But for Ortonville, anything, any yeah, amount mean, of money over a million dollars is a fair amount of money. And I, my recollection yeah, that, is that the bond issue passed yeah. like by with like ninety percent of the vote or something like that. And, yeah, I mean, and, be, and, it, uh, and that's is, not an insi- it's not an insignificant amount of money for a town like that where the tax base is right. stagnant at very best. This isn't like you're right. moving into a town where you're constantly seeing home values improve. You're in a place where yeah. the population is, town is aging has... and nobody's moving there and the housing stock yeah. is, at best, stagnant. And there's two it's... lawyers and there's four doctors and everybody else works at the power plant. So Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not... You're asking a lot of those people and right. that these levies passed indicates that you know it's not as simple as you know us versus them uh hicks versus the city dicks that six one tours versus outstate it's not that simple um boy i don't know how i got serious here in the last five minutes and i'm sorry about that to our 
uh, normal listeners, uh, dick joke, dick joke, dick joke. Um, well, yeah. you have probably hated humanity for so long that last night was for you a, a bleeding heart communist as you are. You probably True. thought humanity was turning a corner. Uh, yeah, watching a guy who like embraced uh, the, the the who's the whistle dick from uh, Virginia, uh, Ed Gillespie. Gillespie, just an absolute yep. yeah, just just a piece of shit, just a garbage human being. Uh, one of those are Republican weasels from the aughts who embraced this weird Trumpism. We got to put those statues back up and like you know made his southern accent even thicker, and he just got his ass kicked and. That was really good to see, but yeah, it was, you know, we, it didn't, was we didn't really, we didn't really want to get. I, I I did not want to get political here, but that was really good to see. So, and I'm glad. Well, you know, getting, I'm, glad, I'm glad kids are getting better schools. That's not a super political thing, is it? No, I I think what we learned last night is that we can all, whether we're whether we're Trump voters or whether we're any other kind of voter, I think the thing we can all agree on is Lacoparle Valley sucks. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Hundred percent approval. I don't think rating, anyone yeah. yep, very true. All right, well, should we call it? Let's let's I call think it. So it's good because we could talk about small towns and politics <clears throat> probably for a million hours and never breathe. So it's good to just cut sure. ourselves off proactively now. So uh, good. Well, good chatting with my sports buds. This was a lot of fun. Let's do this again in uh, I don't know March, Maybe April. <laughs> Sounds good. Get through the winter. This is exactly. Go, I was. I was concerned when we said, "All right, we're going to try to. We, we're not going to try to do this every week anymore." I think we all knew deep down that what that meant was it's going to be real hard to even do this once a month anymore. Yeah, once we get out of that. Uh, yeah, like, hey, who's stopping us from skipping every once in a while? And then, like nobody said a word to each other for eight weeks. <laughs> well, we're going to get back in the swing of things. It's my fault, and it's it's. It's on me. That's my B. It's my B. So I'll get back into it. We'll uh, we'll talk more. We'll gab more and record it. All right. So let's press stop and uh, go go to bed. How does that sound? And we love you all. stop. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 